Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Yes, it's Friday and that means two things. Gloucester Park tonight and a big program tonight. Another great free-for-all tonight. And also Talking Harness WA here on SEN Track 657. And a big show coming up. As usual, we'll get a deep dive into some form with our man Scott Bomberhill. Four from four last week. A big performance and we got plenty of cash out of that. And a very special guest uh, we're going to announce very shortly. Uh, an international call for us. But a very uh, a big welcome to Glenn Mortimer. Mort's another big week. Morning, Rads. What a big night it was last Friday at GP with our man Bomber Hill. As you said, getting four from four and a collective 13.2 units. Doubles to Ryan Warwick, Aidan DeCampo, Gary Hall Jr. Big win by Typhoon Tiff after a gear change. As we're going to touch on the, the run of Shockwave against Chicago Bull. Great lead up to the upcoming Retrovision Fremantle Cup and the WA Pacing Cup. Plenty to look forward tonight. Lots of value. And good to see our good friends uh, Barry and Linda Hamilton get a win earlier this Tuesday. week with uh, Cam Luck King. So. Yeah. Great stuff. Great performance. Let's uh, Before we introduce our guest, let's go back uh, to last week. And this was an extraordinary performance. Shockwave. He took hold of Aiden DeCampo. Uh, it was a perfectly judged drive in the end. And I tell you what, it was a great performance from Chicago Bull who gave chase. They beat the field by a long way. And there was only a half head in the finish. Shockwave still clear on the turn. Leads by 15 metres, but Chicago Bull is coming fast. Shockwave is tippy-toeing. Still leads by 12 metres. Chicago Bull's reeling him in. Shockwave in front. Here's the Bull. Shockwave leading. He's falling in a heap. Chicago Bull flies at Shockwave. Shockwave clinging on just wins. Shockwave has won from Chicago. Yes, a tremendous race. So 155.7 for the 2,500. The, the last mile, 28.7. 26-6, and home in 29-6. Fred Kersley always told me that if, if the last quarter's the slowest, it's a great race. And I tell you what, it was a fantastic effort. A great drive by Andy Cambo because he took hold of him a long way from home and he thought, well, I'm not going to fight you. I'm just going to let you be comfortable. And Junior had to time his run to perfection. And in the end, it wasn't there wasn't much in it. There was, there was centimetres. Just missed out. And not very often you hear of a a 26-something quarter around Gloucester Park. So he was low-flying, beautifully uh, driven by DeCampo. And, uh, yeah, Junior just missed out on the line, but a great spectacle. And that's what people come to watch harness racing for. And he just really sets it up for the big races into the Pacing Cup and the Fremantle Cup coming up in a couple of months. Yeah, no shockwave tonight, but the ball goes round again. <laughs> great to see him every Friday night, the ball. Tell you what, his price is uh, $1.70. I think that's overs. I know, I know Galactic Star's drawn inside him, but he couldn't go with them last week. And even though he's got a lead Galactic Star, I think the bull can sit outside him. I think $1.70 is almost luxurious for us. Sounds like you're already on, uh, Rad. <laughs> well, $1.75 into $1.70 about the bull. Uh, it's got to be another great race, though. Uh, the free-for-all race five tonight. And then I think Shockwave's back the following, following week. week. Okay. Very special guest on the program. 
all the way from America. Before we get into it, let's listen to uh, a, a performance from last Saturday night. They call it a Grand Slam. Four wins at probably the most famous track in the world, the Meadowlands. And this was a big win to somebody I treasure and Todd McCarthy. 123 and four. And like a shot, somebody I treasure kicked clear by five or six. Trying to track him down is gambling terror. The others for minor spoils. Total destruction here. Somebody I treasure all alone. And Todd McCarthy gets it all. Somebody I treasure. Then gambling terror. Something about him and verge of greatness. One. There we go. Somebody I treasure. One forty nine eight in the Australian parlance, or one forty nine four in American. It was a big win to Todd McCarthy. And Todd uh, must have been a big thrill not only to win one at the Meadowlands, but to win four. It just must be um, absolutely mind blowing for you. Hi guys. Good morning, and thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, it was uh, it was a super weekend there, and. Uh, I had a little bit of a tough night on the Friday, but I was uh, able to get a few there on the uh, Saturday night, and it, uh, it all turned out pretty good. You, you, you've, you've obviously settled in really well. We played your first winner on the show a couple of weeks back. You must have almost gone straight from the, the airport to, to Harris to, to drive in that race to win. Yeah, well, the uh, I got in on the, I think, on the Wednesday night, and... Um, I was able to drive on the Thursday. I had everything sorted out and ready to go, and uh, I was straight into it. So uh, it feels like since I've got here, I haven't stopped. So, um, you know, it's, it's been a good thing. It's certainly been a, a really busy few weeks, but uh, I've really enjoyed myself and enjoyed the opportunities I've been given. Look, it's great to see you get that instant success. And by the way, one of our guest tipsters, Mr. Ben Cray, misses you very much and wish you'd come <laughs> back to Menangle. But... You were the top driver at Menangle for the last uh, five seasons. Uh, what was the um, the main reason for, for you know heading across at this time after such you know great su- success at Menangle, just to, to head across there and try it in um, the US? What was the main reason, Todd? Uh, it was something that you know growing up. I think you always you, you look at the you know the, the big the big thing there, and, and Meadowlands has always sort of been, in my opinion, sort of. One of one of the top venues of harness racing in the world, so um, you know it was something that I'd always wanted to tick off the bucket list to be able to say that I'd went to America and, and had a bit of a stint there. And um, uh, you know, the last few years in Australia have been really good to me. So it's on the grand circuit there, so it's been pretty hard to to leave. And it just felt to me that like right now was the right time if I was ever going to go and and have a have a go in the US and. Uh, you know, it sort of worked out perfectly. And, and even the timing here, um, you know, there's a couple of the, the high-profile drivers are away at the moment um, on their grand circuit. So uh, it's probably been good timing to, for a new driver to try and slot in into the system. And, uh, yeah, it's just worked out really well. You've had a, an impact immediately since you've been there. But what is the main difference you've found between driving there and driving back here in Australia? Probably, I think the way that we race at Menangle now is very similar to the American style of racing. Um, you know, they run really fast, really fast times there, and I think that the, the, the class of racing at Menangle, I, I honestly think, is world class there, especially on a Saturday night. It's so tough there, and um, you know that that's sort of in saying that that's my home track there that I was always sort of racing at. So that's what I would compare it to, but. 
I really do think that Australian racing is is world class, um, and and probably the biggest thing that I would compare it to is not so much the speed or the class of horse, but just that different style of racing. Um, being a little closer to the horses and leaning back in the sulky, um, you know, it's it's just more and the, and the wider bikes too. Obviously, just a few little adjustments I've had to make, but. Um, Overall, it hasn't been too bad to uh, adjust to this style of racing. You talked about uh, some of the drivers that are, that are away on the grand circuit, including Yannick and, and your brother Andy. Um, it, Andy's really laid the platform for yourself and, and Dexter to, to go through to America, hasn't he? And, and made those relationships. I, I, I noticed a, f- a few of the horses you drove were for stables that Andy drives regularly for, uh, Alanya and also uh, uh, Andrew Harris. Um, but how much is, how much influence has Andrew had over there and and paved the way for you to to set up? Oh, I'm I'm sure a lot more uh, influence than he lets on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he's, he's he's been so good to me, Andy, in the sense that as soon as I got here, he he had me booked, ready to go and go racing. So that that was exactly what I wanted. And um, you know, it's hard. A lot of these guys over here, they busy that they, they don't really get to follow much other racing you know than what's going on around them so to me like for me to show up I was a new face to everybody and uh you know it was a little bit of a risk for them to give me a go so I'm sure Andy's vouched for me there and said you know he's, he's okay you know and uh so it's just been good that there's been trainers out there willing to give me a go and, and put me on a few of these nice horses and um, being able to get the job done. So it's it's been really, really good, and I, I couldn't have asked for a better few weeks to start off. How's the, the competition over there? It seems to be pretty cutthroat, particularly between the top couple of guys. But how have you, how have you found it settling in? Because it, it can be... It's, it's catch and kill your own over there. As you said, Andy's has helped you a bit, but... The competition must be red hot to get those drives in the, in the bigger races. I think so. Like come around, um, you know, when the when the stakes races come around, it's, it's obviously you, you got to be on top of your game there. But um, at the moment, I'm, I'm sort of picking up pretty good books at uh, Meadowlands. This will be my my second weekend there now on Friday and Saturday, and and I got touch wood on jinx myself, but looks like I've got a couple shots there on both nights. So. Um, you know, it should be a bit of fun, but it is. It's it's a tough game, but it's. it's I, th- I think it's like that in this industry, um, anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? You you got to make sure that you're doing your best, and you're only as good as the last one you drove. So uh, you, you got to keep you got to keep doing well. And and we we spoke about um, Andy's influence, but th- there's a lot of Aussies and Kiwis over there. Um, Dexter Dunn's obviously done a, done really well. Uh, following Andy, but there's a lot of Aussie trainers over there that that have paved the way as well. You know, Noel Daly and Ross Krogan and Brett Pelling and those type of guys. So, so there's there's plenty of strains over there. Do you feel at home? <laughs> yeah, you do actually. You, you get round the track and you start to realise that there's more Aussies and Kiwis here than you um, initially realised. You know, so and it's it's a really nice thing actually. And everyone you know gets on pretty well there and. Uh, and not to say that you don't, you know, get on with everyone, but uh, yeah, it does. It makes you feel a little more at home when when there's a few Aussie guys and Kiwi guys getting around. Definitely. Will we see you back here for the uh, summer carnival driving? Because Luke's obviously got a, a big stable. Will you will you stay over there and try and capitalise on on such a good start, or do you think that you might come back for a little uh, cameo stint in the bigger races over here? 
No, I think I'll come back for um, a few of the big races back there, and I, I don't like the cold too much, so um, <laughs> it'll be. <laughs> You're it'll in be the wrong place. To me to, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good excuse for me to get out of the winter here, but um, yeah, I'll just have to, you know things in the world right now they're a little bit tricky, so uh, to plan in advance is you know uh, you know sort of shooting from the hip a bit, so I'll just have to wait till things get a bit closer to. Um, the time, but yeah, my plan is if I can sort of come home over that sort of, you know, December, January, February period and then assess things from there and, and go from there. And the beauty of it is that um, a lot of the racing does quieten down here in the States over that winter period. Uh, there's, you know, only a handful of tracks that are open in, in the area that I'm racing in. So um, it, it is a really good time to be able to, to come home and take advantage of that, that summer in Australia and race a few of them bigger races. And if, uh, you know, if it works out that I can do that, then uh, I'll certainly be cheering. That's before we let you go. That's the other thing. How is, how is COVID over there? Is obviously there's a lot of protections. We see a lot of masks when we look at the replays. Obviously, it's 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 still raging over there in, in different areas, but and you have to take precautions. But how have you found it? Yeah, it's, um, you know, everyone, uh, masks are pretty mandatory here everywhere now. So um, it's it's pretty rare that you'd see anyone without a mask on. And, and that's been something, you move to a brand new country and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're meeting a lot of new people and, and everyone's sort of got their faces half covered. So it's it's been a little bit strange in that sense to, uh, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, when COVID's over, I'm probably not going to really recognise many people, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I, I think they're they're certainly making an effort here and, and they're doing their best. But there's um, I think there's three hundred odd million people here in America, so it's uh, a lot more people to 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 try and work with. So it's uh, made it a little bit trickier. But um, I, I'm certainly looking forward to when it's all over. That's for sure. Well, Toddy, hopefully when it's all over, we can come over and catch up and and have a beer, mate. Uh, thanks for talking to us, uh, mate. We're really proud of the job you're doing. And uh, hopefully it continues for you, Andy, and, and Dex. So I know Dex is uh, really close to the family over there as well. So, uh, mate, uh, well done, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep on seeing your success over there. Perfect. Thanks very much for the chat, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck. Toddy McCarthy there is... What a uh, star. Yeah, he is. And, and, and they're such a nice family, the McCarthys, all, all, the, all the boys and Narelle and John. And, um, yeah, he's, it's, he's such a talent as well. Incredible talent. Absolutely incredible talent and just got off to a flyer over there, which is great to see. So um, we wish him all the best, but look forward to him coming back and driving a few over the, the critical uh, period Luke, in summer. Luke's got enough for him to, <laughs> to go around on. Sure does. Let's uh, go to the break. And here's a horse that Todd's won on a couple of times over in Sydney. His mum still owns a share in it, Narelle, in uh, a horse by the name of Raka Sink, who was pretty impressive uh, last uh, Friday night, taking out the opener, and uh, he's in again on. He's in again tonight, drawing the the uh, the pole. It's up against a, a pretty a good ho- a couple of nice horses. So we'll have a look at that uh, race a little bit later on. But as we go to the break, let's have a listen to how Raka Sink won last week. Trying to get through the veranda. It's Raka Sink in front. The veranda's coming through. Blissful Abbey the outside. In front, though, Raka Sink too speedy for them. And Raka Sink has raced home to win it nicely. Second home, the veranda. Third, Blissful Abbey. And then... You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
moment is closing in nicely. Still got a margin though. Bravey Bondi leads by eight metres. Euphoric moment's not going to get there, I do not feel. And then Bob Wheeler, Hoka, Titan, CC, Chevron, Q-Town, Rip Roaring. But Bravey Bondi is going to walk in from Euphoric moment. And Bravey Bondi, well, the money was right. It's been sensationally backed and it won very, very easily by 15 metres. Second, Euphoric. Yeah, very well supported by the SEN Track 657 Talking Harness followers because it ended... Uh, the four from four from our man Scott Bomber Hill. This is Talking Harness WA on SEN Track 657. For Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist, RAC members receive an additional 5% every day. Loans123, call the nude nut uh, on loans123.com.au for car loans and debt consolidation. Tab Touch, the brand that funds the industry. Bayswater Mazda, driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda. Corner of Guildford and Garrett Roads in Bayswater. And Steel Blue Boots, boots built for comfort, made for work. 736 stockists nationwide. And great supporters of us here at Talking Harness WA and Morts. Four from four, we can't ask for anything more. And well-supported, eloquent, uh, sorry, Brave View Bomber. Uh, tonight he goes around $5 in race number four, up against another winner from last week, Eloquent Mac, who we also backed. He's at 235 in what looks a, another really good competitive race. Some great races tonight. And as we said, our man Bomber Hill was on fire last week, 13.2 units up for the night. So great work there, Bomber. There was plenty of people on and... For those lucky enough to take the all up, it got out to around about $29, and I know a few that did, so they send their uh, very best regards, just no money. But yep. uh, well done. Big old to you, Bob. <laughs> Morning, guys. That intro yeah, was, that intro was bigger than Ben Craig's. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever see the day. No. There we go. <laughs> no, it was a, a big week. Congratulations, and... But you're only as good as your last one, so let's get straight into this week's because that's the main thing. We're trying to uh, uh, find our our listeners some more winners, and we start with race number three this week, the uh, Intersports Slater Gartrell. Hello to Robbie Gartrell and Kevin and the team. They actually got a function tonight at Gloucester Park as we go through the Tab Touch Market, and Bracken Sky is the favourite. $3 into two seventy. drawn one. McArdle's Gem is $15. Carte Blanche at 61 Kiwi Bloke, 21 uh, Better Start Dreaming, 13 Mara's Ace Man at 5 50 Destined to Rule, 26 Art Tudor is at $31. Captain Kirk, outside of the front line, is $26. And on the back line, we have Space Junk at $5 and Mr. Bushido at $3.30. The only little bit of money so far in the market is Bracken Sky, $3 into two seventy. drawn barrier one. How do you see this race, Bomber? Yeah, well, I can understand the support for Bracken Sky. He's the leader in the race and, uh, you know, leaders over this middle distance have got a great record, but... I come back to Mr. Bushido from the second line with a nice trailing draw. Thought he'd get through sort of midfieldish, maybe a touch worse. And uh, I can see a bit of pressure coming with better start dreaming. Mara's ace man, maybe even Art Tudor rolling forward to to have a bit of a look at Bracken Sky. And uh, I think the worst part of his race will be the last part, whereas Mr. Bushido's best part is his last part. So he's going to be very, very strong late. And uh, I think at the value, he's a nice bet for us. Like you said, there is some good value, and tonight there's value across all races. And even looking here, Space Junk was a really solid run. I know it finished down the track, but they came home in 56-2. Um, McArdle's Gem was held up behind Alicant Max, so there's plenty of value there, Bomber. Uh, Mr Bushido, $3.30. 
Excellent value. What's the play here in this one? Yeah, the two-unit bet. I just thought, you know, based on last time where he galloped at the start, gave Bracken Sky a big start, came from last, four wide and knocked him off. Uh, he's not going to get any worse a run tonight. So, yeah, he's a two-unit bet. All right, that's race number three at Gloucester Park. Let's move on to the next race we're going to cover, and that's race number six. It's the Allwood Stud Farm Pace, again over the 21.30 metres. And uh, Allwood Stud, uh, big supporters of harness racing through uh, Bob and Marilyn Fowler. As we uh, have a look at the market here on Tab Touch, and number one, Courage Tells at $12, the old fella. Uh, Cadoring Road at 101. Roman Aviator's the favourite, 235 into a touch at 230. I'm Johnny Jett at $71. Our Perkins, $31. Golden State at $4.60. Durana Bromac at $5. The second of the Bond Runners in the Bird Dance at $3.10. And Touch Success at $31. Uh, interesting race here, Bomber. Plenty of um, a couple that are in form and a couple that are first up here for the Bond. So uh, another interesting race. Roman Aviator is the favourite at two thirty from Barrier 3. Yeah, and he's the one I'm really, really keen on. I, I think he can, well, I'm I'm 99% sure he'll kick through and lead here. The only one that could knock him off at the top is the bird dance, which, uh, you know, he can come out with his tail on fire when asked. But first up from a spell, I don't think he's got the necessary speed to put the length and a half on Roman Aviator. And in front, this horse has an exceptional record. I think he's won eight with two seconds in front. And, yeah, he's in really, really good form. His last run was quite good in, in better grade. And, uh, yeah, just on the pegs here, running super sectionals in front, I'm really, really, really bullish about him tonight. Agree, Bomber. It's a great race. Like you said, the bird dance, it can come out, but they may go backwards if they can't uh, can't get across. Golden State's always uh, fast out. And Taruna Bromax, no slouch either. So, Hence, we've finished up with a very competitive race. But at $2.35, what's our play here, Bomber, in this one? Yeah, he's definitely a three-unit bet. I'm, the more I look at the race, the more confident I get. I, I just think he, he rolls to the top, and yeah, it's going to take a big performance to get around him. All right, love, love a bit of confidence. Uh, as we go to the break, well, we uh, heard Braveview Bondi at the start of this segment. And uh, he goes around at $5, as I said. Eloquent Max in the same race, two they They're both off the back line. And on the front line, we've got Extreme Prince at $4, Quick Stride at $7. So, and uh, Sergeant Notes, the other one off the back line at six fifty. So a really open race, um, race number four tonight at Gloucester Park. But let's hear how Eloquent Mac uh, won last weekend and will be favourite this week. The inside Dior's from McArdle's gem one off. Bracken Sky to the outside as a corner. Jack Williams got the lead. Mara's ace man trying hard. Eloquent Mac is out three wide, getting home gamely. Jack William, Mara's ace man, Eloquent Mac down the outside, swamping them. Eloquent Mac has raced up to Jack William and taken the lead. Bracken Sky late on the scene, but it's Eloquent Mac in front. A great first up win. Eloquent Mac has won photo second. Might be Bracken You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. 
Back on the inside, the party boy. Delightful reaction coming after Kiwi Blake around the turn. Where your bin's getting out, running on as well. Battling on Clarendon Hustler in the straight, though, and Delightful Reaction is sprinting up fast. Racing to Kiwi Blake. Delightful Reaction takes the lead. Clarendon Hustler fights on, but Delightful Reaction is running away from them and goes home to win it well. Second Kiwi Blake from Clarendon. Yeah, Delightful Reaction actually uh, added a little bit of value to the quaddy last week. Uh, double figures in the stand start. Back to a Phillies and Mares race tonight. It is race number seven, and uh, it's another good price, $6.50 and fairly solid. Uh, Make My Diamonds Barrier 2 is $2.60. Uh, also in the market is Better Green, ben and, ben, better green and Barrett at <laughs> eight fifty. dollars uh, Hong Kong Dolly at $7. Has No Fear, who's in good form at $7. Armour Indy at six fifty, and Queen Shenandoah at um, $7 as well. So a really uh, interesting race, that Phillies and Mares race, and, and uh, seems to be some good value uh, in the Phillies and Mares race, race number seven. And Rad's race number eight, we've got uh, Soho Hamilton first up in WA2, which is a, a very exciting pacer up against uh, Henrik Larson. That's a cracking field, and looking forward to seeing Soho Hamilton first up. Should yeah, be... won, won a trial by about 50 metres at uh, Byford last week and obviously got a lot of ability, but uh, listening to a couple of the news with uh, Kim Prentice, I think he's, he can, uh, he's, he's not mentally there all the time, I don't he's think. He's got a bag so. of tricks here. Yeah. He's got a bag of tricks. Yeah, but so. looking, just looking forward to see him. Uh, obviously, he'll be heading towards the Golden Nugget early next year. So Yeah, it's a, it's a really good betting race and we'll... We uh, might even uh, show uh, hear a replay of Henrik Larsson as we go to the as we go to the break. But let's have a look at uh, race number nine on the card. Only seven to go around in this, but this is a, a really good field as we have a look at the market. And Raka Sink, who uh, we heard earlier and uh, was too good last week, drawn barrier one at four forty. Henwood Bay at nineteen dollars. Lord Roscoe, a, a favourite of ours here at uh, Talking Harness WA at two sixty. Uh, I'm Rock and Roll Magic at $18. Forgotten Highway, $26. Sir Galahad, another winner from last week at $360. And Just a Sec, who was impressive first up at $370. This is a really good race, Bomber. It is a good race. It's, um, the, the Lord Roscoe, as you said, he's been a bit of a favourite of ours. And uh, I think he zooms to the front again tonight. Raka Sink's a great front-running horse, but I just he's not you know really quick off the gate, which gives Lord Roscoe the chance to cross. And I keep coming back to the, probably the class horse in the race, and I think this horse is going to have a super campaign, and that's just a sec. Um, he's got options from out wide. He can roll forward, have a look at Lord Roscoe, maybe even have a look at the front or sit outside him. Or, you know, I wouldn't even be too fussed if he went back to last. And, um, you know, we know Curly Warwick sums races up really, really well, be it front or back. And like I said, I just think he's the best horse in the race. And the more I look at it, based on his times he ran first up last week, just getting more and more confident the closer we get to race time with him. Great field. Lord Roscoe won its last six. Raka Sink. Uh, just a sec. Beat my carbon copy last start, which is a real up-and-coming horse as well. I'm with you, Bomber. I think this is a, a fantastic race, but uh, just a sec is great value at $3.70. And, and the confidence around the stable, just talking to Greg Bond and, and the stable, they, they think he's come back a different horse, just a sec. So um, he might be in for bigger things this campaign as well. So you'd, you'd hope that if he is, this might be his race. Yep, $3.70. Yeah, so. And $3.70. What's the, what's the play? Well, it was initially going to be a one-unit bet, but I've actually doubled my investment, um, as I said, closer we get to race time, because 
I just really, really like the horse, and it, I think the race sets up really well for him. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't well, agree more. Might be three units by the time we get to, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> get to race number I love nine. It. I love it when Bomb is confident, that's for sure. But uh... Well, it is. It is race nine, so we've got a little while to go. <laughs> if we're going anything like last week, it'll be definitely three, three units by the time we get to race number nine. The more you bet, the more you win. Um, let's get into race number 10, our final race we're going to look at. And another race that's only seven in it, but I'll tell you what, it's another really competitive race. As we have a look at uh, Blissful Abbey, drawn one is $2.10 favourite. Euphoric Moment at four sixty, uh, Flying Mr. Ideal at uh, eight fifty, uh, Disco Under Fire, 26. Where You Been is at 14. Boom Time, 280. And The Veranda, who uh, ran a place for us to kick off the night for us last week. It's the outsider of the field at $26 and all off the front line. And once again, really competitive here. Bomber, which way did you go? Yeah, pretty keen Blissful Abby here. She, you know, she's a mare that's absolutely flying. Never been, you know, going better than she is right now. Rarely gets the chance to lead. She's got good gate speed, but not enough to cross, you know, horses inside her generally. So she comes up with a one here. Nothing outsider or crosser here. Um, I think the only real danger is boom time with his devastating late sprint. But, you know, the 2,500 probably takes that away from him a little bit. So... I think Fliss Falabi with Junior out in front rating her to his, you know, to his own liking. She's going to take all sorts of running around. Uh, she can get down to a low 56 on the pegs last half, and uh, yeah, she's going to give us a massive sight. Yeah, it's a great race. A couple of starts ago, she ran home a really well, very sustained long run in 57, and just fell short. Um, but uh, the distance 25-36 won't bother her. You don't think, Bomber? No, she's a two-time winner at the trip and, and another placing. So, you know, and especially I think she gets such an easy lead here that that's going to, you know, nullify the extra distance a little bit, even if she was vulnerable. But, yeah, I've got no real issue with the distance. It probably helps her more so than boom time, which is a bonus for us. Absolute bonus. So what is the play here, Bomber, in uh, race 10? She's a three-unit bet to finish the night as well. Oh, what a way to finish the night, three-unit bet. That's what we love. Bit of confidence. Yep, and uh, yeah, so we're a bit of confidence around it, but as we said, it's a really good meeting. Um, Bomber, we're about to actually go to the break with Henrik Larson. It's another race. Just quickly, Henrik Larson, three from three at $2.05. We've got Pocket the Cash, who's in great form at $5, and Soho Hamilton first up at two fifty. What do you think of his trial? Did you have a look at it? I did, yeah. He, he's an impressive type, no doubt about that, but I did read that they look to go back off the gate tonight, and there's plenty of gate speed underneath. I found it almost impossible to split probably three or four of these. I think there's, there might be a little bit of value, you know, amongst even, you know, horses like um, Savarco's horse and, um, you know, even Pocket of Cash. Pocket of Cash, just, yeah, real super race. Four or five really, really good chances. Yeah, it's a, it's a great it's a great night at Gloucester Park tonight, and uh, yeah, hopefully that uh, we can uh, do it, uh, uh, have as much success as last week. Four from four, no pressure, Bomber. Another four from four effort. Yeah, that'll do, won't it? Yeah. Yes, looking forward to a big night at Gloucester Park tonight. Should be beautiful. Plenty uh, plenty of action, plenty of bets to have there, thanks to our great sponsor, Tab Touch. But please do remember to gamble responsibly. Indeed. Bomber, thanks for your time, and we'll speak to you next week. No worries, guys. Thank you. Have a great weekend. As we go to the break, let's listen to uh, Henrik Larson making it three from three at Pinjarra on Monday.
Out of the 1-1 one, one is Alfredi on the inside middle page. Riverina Flash coming wider. They were followed by General Jolton, Joey James, but into the straight Henrik Larson a full length over at a sport major. Middle page to the sprint lane. Out wider Riverina Flash and Alfredi. Henrik Larson leading. Middle page is trying. Riverina Flash runs on. So does General Jolt along the inside. But Henrik Larson, three in a row. Henrik Larson. You're listening to Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. This is Talking Harness in WA with Morton Michael Radley. Kelly be a bushfire around the turn and he just took off and went into another gear. Maybe he's got the wing keel for the wet night. He's raced away. Ride High's put 30 metres on them, went 27-2 down the back, but the star of Australasian harness racing does it again. Ride High by 25. Six metres now on Balraj, who's got to the outside to wind up there. Clear then from Bling It On. It's King of Swing at the 150. Balraj is lifting and a big danger on the outside. Balraj has moved up to King of Swing. Belraj has put his head in front and Belraj arrives at the big time. Wins it by a head King of Swing. Well, one went according to plan last week with Ride High. Uh, a lazy uh, 20 metre win in 153.9 on a rain-affected terrain. And, but unfortunately for King of Swing supporters, Belraj got the better of him right on the line for a half neck. They did go 153.2 as well as we welcome in Jason Bonington and... Uh, the big guns are really firing up at the moment, and it's great to see racing across Australia. And of course, we've already shown, we've already listened to Shockwave versus Chicago Bull. So it was outstanding racing all over the country again last weekend. Yeah, no doubt about that. Self assured, obviously, was the only one of the real, <laughs> I guess, superstars uh, who didn't who didn't turn up at uh, Addington on Friday. But then Shockwave was just. I mean, I don't even know what to say about what uh, what went on there. But and then, and then you watch Balraj. King of Swing just doesn't get beaten in front. He's won a, a handicap and a miracle mile in front. But when you drop a 25-second quarter, you don't expect one to run past you. But um, clearly Balraj, who I think early doors we thought was just a little speedball, um, he could run a very quick mile. I think he, he, he looks like he's even better suited over longer trips, to be honest. And we believe he's coming down for the Victoria Cup. Spoke to one of his owners and uh, the Victorian edition of Talking Trots only a couple of weeks back. So that'll be exciting for that race. Spring sunshine's out. The good horses are around. And all of a sudden, a few coronavirus cases. Uh, well, we're having less here in Victoria. So the Victoria Cup's getting very exciting. And all those good races mean that the long wait through winter and through what's been a very difficult year might be coming to an end. Well, you could have a number of McCarthy horses, McCarthy cross horses down there with Belraj. Uh, Bling It On looks to be heading back to Victoria and Cash and Flow looks to be heading towards the um, the Victoria Cup as well. So there could be a, a number of those Craig Cross horses heading heading your way. Well, you're very close. Probably few people in the country closer to the McCarthy clan than, uh, than you, Mick. What, what, what is he saying about Bling It On? I mean, it, it's very hard to go with him first up from a fair break when, when you're doing what Bling It On's doing and at that stage of his career and go with him when they're running 25 second last quarters. Was he... Was he happy enough? Does he think he's going to benefit hugely from that to come down to Victoria for a big Group One race? Look, I, I haven't spoken to to Luke, but um, look, I, I thought they they would have been really happy, even though he was three pegs behind those uh, the two horses. The two horses had 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 a couple of runs up their sleeve and and were yeah. race hard and fit. So, and he usually takes, I think, bling it on. Usually takes a couple to get into his stride anyway, doesn't he? Uh, he gets better and better and better, uh, and loves well, to yeah, and he well, loves to follow speed. 
It, 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 it is age as well. I mean, you don't expect yeah. them to turn up and be able to go and to be able to go with two outstanding horses like that. Uh, I, yeah. yeah from, from my perspective, it was a pass mark. I guess it's just knowing that, you know, you got Lockenborough, Ride High, Belrage, and uh, a few others there. He's get, like he's going to have to be absolutely at his best, even though Blingadon's best is phenomenally good. He's going to have to develop pretty quickly, I guess, if he wants to win a Victoria Cup. But it's just exciting to have him around because he's he's been a glamour horse for a very long time, right from his juvenile days. So it's great to have him back on the track. And I see, talking about down your way, Lockenvarat. You're not as confident tonight about Lockenvarat and uh, you thought that he should be well into black odds and could have a... Could have a hard time in his hands getting getting over the top of this strong strong field at Bendigo on Saturday night. Well, I reckon it's you know they're talking about it being the best field to race in Victoria since the Hunter Cup, and I mean there's no ride high there. But when you think these horses have been going around with exhibition wins, ride high and and Lock and Varart recently, they've just been racing inferior horses here. Lock and Varart's got to turn up against four Emma Stewart runners, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not intimating anything uh, duplicitous here, but I know if I had four runners in a race and I had ride high at home, you'd be trying to make life as tough for Lock and Varad as you possibly could. He's outside the second row. Bendigo's a very fast track, and the leaders don't generally stop. Put it this way, if he does win, I, I will elevate... I mean, I already have him at a very lofty plateau, but I will elevate him another step higher if he's able to do all that work and win this race tomorrow night. Oh, look, he's a great horse. I, I, I never want people to think that I'm knocking the horse. I just think sometimes as racing fans, I mentioned on Twitter, you have your winxes and black caviars and these winning streaks of king of swing and such and ride high, and you just think the good horses can overcome everything. But they can't. Lock and Varat's won less than half of his races because once you get to this level and you've got all those obstacles in front of you, I'm not saying he can't win, but there's no way he's a red figure chance. All right, I'm tipping he's not one of your tips this week. What, what have you got for us? <laughs> I reckon a lot of the races, oh, it's a magnificent meeting at Bendigo, but a lot of the races are very map-specific. You've got to get your maps right, and if you do, you'll find the winners. Louis Sedgwick's my best on the program, race six, number eight. He needs a fair old dance to hold up from the pole mark and draw, but I've gone over it and over it, and I can't see why he won't. A fair old dance has gone 55-8 in front before, so if he holds the lead in Louis Sedgwick for David Miles, his camp's flying at the moment. I think he's the best bet on the card. That is race six, number eight, Bendigo, tomorrow night. And if you're looking for something at slightly better value, I thought that you could get, you know, there was 12 balls available in race eight about number uh, 10, Majestic Cruiser. Gets into the race with a claim for Xavier O'Connor, the man we call the X-Man down here, will the second one after Tony Sharia. And your bad boy's the favourite. Your bad boy, if he leads, it'd be very hard to beat. He's never been beaten in front, but he's a mercurial animal, and he hasn't got amazing gate speed. I'm just hoping something takes him on early in Elroy Jets and a regular somebody and gets across, because if they do, then I reckon the X-Men will be on his bike very quickly. And the only reason Majestic Cruz is in the race, as I mentioned, is with the claim. He's a better horse than these. He's got... He's been in better races, in bigger races, and done a better job. So I would expect that um, if, if a couple of things work out early, we'll get the price about race eight, number 10, Majestic Cruiser. But if you just want one bet all night at Bendigo, I'd be taking Louis Sedgwick. And just going back to that good pacing race, I reckon whoever leads wins. So Hurricane Harley's been 10 into 380 here in Victoria. And most people think he'll lead, but I reckon Reactor now is a little bit quicker than people give him credit for. And if Reactor now finds the front, mark my words, I'll make this prediction, he'll break the Bendigo track record for 2,150 metres if he's in front. There you go. Big call. Great work as always, JB. We thank you for your time. Love your confidence. Race six, number eight at Bendigo. Have a great weekend. Good on you, Mort. Good on you, Rats. Talk next Thanks, week. Mate.
Excellent stuff. And now the man that needs no introduction, but of course he <laughs> is going to get one, is the guru from New South Wales, the one, the only, Ben Cray. Good morning, BK. How are you guys over there today? Very good. How are you? Look, uh, look. I didn't tip your winner on, on radio, but you did tell people to, to read my Twitter and there was a couple of good days there. So I'm going to take that as a pass mark for the week. There was a 20 to one winner on Tuesday there and, and, and another $8 and winner. So. And I tell you what, the drive on art... He, he he couldn't have got out oh. and carried it. Like it was it was as good a drive. He, from barrier seven to be behind the leader after about 150 meters was yeah. was uh, it, it gave our punters hope. But just the horse just wasn't good enough in the end. But uh, definitely, anyway, definitely can't blame the drive. That was no. um, you know I think they do on on in the gig do they do not heroes wear capes yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, it I, I think if you can do a best losing drive, that's yeah. going to go close. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but we did manage anyway. to get. But we did manage to get some back during the week following your Twitter feed, which was great. But hopefully we can get some back on air tonight. And before you leave us today, I'd like you to also give us your opinion on who's going to win the US Open, because I know you follow it very closely. I think the golf course is going to win that one. Uh, uh, They've done pretty well well in the first round, but I think the the golf course will definitely... um, uh, flex its muscles in the next few days. Look, I think it's, it's pretty obvious to pick, but JT will be pretty hard to beat there. But uh, I didn't mind Patrick Cantlay earlier on. He sort of had even par there, so I think about still around forty to one might be worth a dabble. But that's uh, look, anyone could win that. That's uh, a Very... good viewing. But look, let's let's get to the serious stuff and let's not worry about picking winners on Twitter. Let's get some winners on air tonight. And I've got four races I don't <laughs> mind. You can quickly go Beautiful. through it, Newcastle. Yeah. All right. Jump straight. Jump straight into it. <laughs> Race one, number 10, Motu Sapphire, not badly drawn um, off the back row here. Needs a soft run. It will get it. These are no stars. The 2,000 will suit. Flew home last start in a better race to win, around $2.70 on tab touch. Then we're going to go to race two. One here at each way odds, maybe like a one by four type basis. Number four, Miss Sorello. Got a little bit of gate speed. Lee Sutton on board. It led from this uh, gate last time, went fourth. Uh, number three, Bella Brooklyn, going really well, but geez, it's, it's not the type of horse you want to be taking a dollar fifty or whatever about. If Miss Sorello can get to the pegs first, it might be worth a small each way play. Then we're going to go to race four, number three, Huey Lewis, Clayton Harmy, the best trainer up in Newcastle, has a couple in the uh, in the race, and I think this one will get to the pegs first. It's racing really well. Uh, look, it's run third at Menangle five starts ago. Uh, fourth at Newcastle a couple of starts ago behind Platinum Revolution in a flying time. And then sixth at Menangle was pretty good last time. I think it can get to the lead there. And Lee Sutton does his best work out in front. And then look to finish. Hopefully we won't need him. But in race six, a couple of roughies around the $13, $14 mark in a pretty low race. Number seven, Henwood. And number nine, Stewart. Stewart's been going coming home pretty well. Uh, and get the softer or there, and the longer distance should suit. So, look, hopefully we get something out of that. As always, BK, thank you for that, and uh, plenty of us to get our plenty of uh, tips to get some money today. Good on you, mate. Thanks, have a, guys. Have, have a great good weekend. Have a great one. There we go, Ben Cray. Big show, uh, Morts. Uh, thanks again for your time. Uh, Toddy McCarthy was great. I'm off next week, so Rob Gartrell's got to come in, and also our man Robbie Beaver's got to uh, be pushing all the buttons and uh, the actual host sound sound competent next week so uh, <laughs> <laughs> have a great break mate thanks for your time and you'll be back next week until i talk to you next time 
It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.